Hello everyone and welcome to the new episode about sexuality. As you know, this has been something that I've been working on for so long and along with schoolwork and other affairs, it hasn't been as easy as I thought to make these podcasts, but I just wanted to say thank you for the surge of support recently. In this, we are going to be talking about homophobia, coming out, and about experiences of being queer, as a guest of mine talks about their own experiences. Before we delve in, I am going to put a few charities in the description, and a few resources you can look at to educate yourself further. If you want to follow me to hear some more podcast episodes, my Instagram is at let's talk about it, and it's spelled let's talk abt.it. Thank you and sorry for holding out. Hey guys, so you've already had um, the intro at the beginning, but here we have um, somebody who decided to come on and talk about um, sexuality and things like that, and about, you know, being queer, gay, and being part of the LGBTQ community and the trials and tribulations. Um, So if you want to introduce yourself. Uh, Hi, I'm Charlotte. Uh, I'm 17 and I uh, would probably identify myself as queer. Um, I tend to choose gay because it implies that I like women, but I I might like men. Who knows? I hide that part of me in a cupboard somewhere. (laughs) We don't don't talk about her. Um, So yeah, she's super funny. Oh my gosh. We literally had like a 30 minute conversation before this talking about god knows what um it's dimensions. yeah it's cast we should probably never release that part <laughs> um so um my first question for you is so what are your opinions i always wanted to find this out because i've been seeing this recently i'm not sure if you've seen with um dina tanamojo and bella thorne yeah so like um what are your opinions on people kind of fetishizing um women love women relationships and all like women love women relationships being depicted on like a movie um by someone who isn't really gay it's it's frustrating because i think a lot of especially from like a heteronormative gaze and like the male gaze and a lot of them look at like women loving women relationships and they just immediately see something that is inherently sexual I think because of just the inherent sexualization of like breasts and stuff, like people just look at them and they go, sex. When in reality, um, most women are just like, yeah, cool, tits. And like, you don't, you don't think of it like that. And so I think from like the perspective of someone who does like women, I don't necessarily look at a woman and, and see all of the inherent sexualization that a lot of like men do. And so when they make films, um, Portrait of Lady on Fire is a fantastic film and it's it's not quite so inherently sexual in the same way that a lot of them are. But like Blue is the Warmest Colour, I know is just a classic um, film about two women and a lot of the way that like sex scenes are portrayed and everything and still like the idea that the only way that lesbians have sex is scissoring, just all of this um, misinformation can really portray like relationships that like can be just as like caring and loving and like not everything is about sex like you don't think of like 
a woman and a man together and just go, ah, yes, they must just constantly have sex. Whereas I think a lot of people do think about like even gay relationships, just any relationships where the partners are the same sex, people tend to think of them and just think about like the sexual relations part of it rather than just like the chilling on a couch, uh, eating Chinese food part of it, which is in my head just as important. Wow. Do you know what? Like, it's crazy because I only started realising this um, specifically when I watched Call Me By Your Name um, because a lot of people were saying that they found a bit of trouble with the movie and how it portrayed um, men-love-man relationships, especially since I think one was 24 and the other one was 17, so they were like, I don't really like the age gap as well. And what happened is that a lot of people were like, that doesn't really truthfully depict what gay relationships are like. And they decided to focus more on Moonlight. Have you heard of like Moonlight, that movie? No, I've heard of it. I mean, I haven't, I'll admit now, I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name and I haven't even read it because a lot of the stuff I've heard about it. I mean, personally, it's not massively my thing anyway. I'm much more of like a rom-com kind of person than a straight up romantic drama. Mm. Um, but also just because of a lot of what I've heard of it is that they kind of depict the more sexual aspects of the relationship as opposed to, and I think it's not helped by the fact that a lot of, especially um, gay male influencers, like we see it in like Drag Race and everything, and which I, I mean, I love it, but you, it's a lot of sex jokes. And like, I'm, I do it too. like. I think we all just try to be as comfortable with who we are as we can and in that way we make a lot of jokes about things but we tend to be quite crude and I think there's a level of crudeness that's just immediately kind of shown especially in things like Call Me By Your Name with like the peach scene from what I know yeah rather than seeing like the softness of just like two people holding hands which then is the bits that we get like cursed at in the streets for doing that's true that's actually crazy and do you know what like i have to admit like for me um i didn't know how detrimental it was to be lgbtq until recently when i was doing my research because i remember i was watching this movie called the imitation game and yeah. at the end um since like it was ages ago in world war ii and they got prosecuted for being gay even though he solved and practically saved world war ii from actually being an absolute disaster yeah um what happened is i ended up being chemically castrated because he was gay and then at that point like i remember sitting there and i was like wow like you know it's such a privilege for me to go anywhere and not to think oh my gosh am i gonna get arrested Am I going to get stoned for simply loving someone out in public? I think that's. I just mean, crazy. I, I have the like inherent privilege of a. I'm white. Um, for reference, for people listening to it, I'm white. I'm cisgender. I was born a female, um, and I live in a part of. I mean, I live in Britain, so we are. And I live in a, an area where I, I I wouldn't be yelled at really, and the homophobia is still there. So I'm privileged in the sense of I also don't necessarily think when I'm going out like I went to Pride, and I didn't feel unsafe at any point. Like I feel more unsafe around men than I do 
kind of for being queer but also and I've had several conversations about this recently in that people just don't realise like we have this very one-sided view especially in Britain and it's the same way about uh, like racism like I think it's it's been reflected in the Black Lives Matter movement where we think we are a lot better with these things than we are like we have this view where ah yeah Britain's not racist anymore but it, it very clearly is if you take a second to have a look Britain's not homophobic anymore but it is and it's why I think a lot of young gay people feel so bad for taking pride in who we are like I think queer people are often like told like oh why do you have to be so like overtly queer or like why do you have to care like when Jacqueline Wilson came out as as a lesbian and like had she's had a partner for years and I got really excited about it my mum was like why 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 does it matter and it matters because we don't have that positive representation and I've, I've completely gone off topic here as I tend to do but we, we don't have that, that positive representation um, of relationships um, so like Jack and Wilson being queer is so important and like openly as well because she's been successful in her life and she's queer like when we when we say that she's queer we don't we're not saying that that's the biggest part of her personality, we're just saying that it's, that's an important part of her, but it hasn't stopped her being this incredibly successful young adult writer. Do you know, that's so true in the fact that um, a lot of a lot of celebrities now are starting to come out as queer or not, simply not identifying as a sexual orientation. I remember um, my fav- one of my favourite artists recently, Donald Glover, he said that he doesn't identify as anything, like he doesn't identify as straight, gay or anything, and he finds it weird to put a label on his sexuality. And like, I, I really like that now a lot of um, celebrities and people who have high followings are starting to come out and kind of provide more education on this and give more education to others. Yeah. And again, this kind of comes back to a conversation I've had with my mum recently, because she, I've, um, I've known I was kind of queer. I had a diary. Well, I still have a journal, but like, um, it was about like December 2015. So I, I was like 11, 12. And that's when I kind of figured it out. And then it, it spiraled quite quickly. But when I, um, I came out by buying a gay flag on Amazon because I am just, just the best like that. I bought a gay flag on Amazon. Um, and when it arrived, my mum looked at it and went, you are aware that this isn't like, this isn't a flag of like, I like unicorns and stuff like that. Because I was 13 year old girl and you kind of don't, you're not expected to know who you are. And it's so sad as well in the fact that, you know, being straight is the default. Like the moment somebody comes out, it's like you're straight and that's what they assume immediately. When really like, I feel like from what I was researching, a lot of people seem to realise their sexual orientation at the age of 12 or fully conceptualise it and understand it. Um, however, the average for people coming out is 17, 16. Well, I think it's because because we assume that the like baseline is just straight, like the art, like because everyone's default is straight and we don't see young people as being able to like decide who they are. I think a lot of people do feel kind of put off from kind of talking about who they are. I know like a lot of people suppress parts of their personality when they're at home because they don't, we don't, we don't allow people to change their sexuality. 
like we see coming out as being like a final step when first of all you you think it's coming out once but it's not you're constantly coming out everyone you meet like you don't have to go like hi yes i'm charlotte i'm gay you don't have to do that but if you want to that's up to you but then we don't give people the option to then go actually having reconsidered my sexuality i think i might be this or i think i might be this and i think that in itself is really damaging the fact that we don't let children understand that sexuality is a spectrum and it's constantly moving and like yeah you can label yourself this if you want or you can just say that you're queer or you're sexually fluid like you don't have to be straight but you also don't have to solidly have a label that you can be anything and that can change that is beautiful wow that is that's a nice speech you can be whoever you want just stick in your truth xoxo um <laughs> um so nowadays there's always been like more talk about queer baiting um and specifically around women who sometimes depict themselves as women love women um when they're not to kind of gain that time i have so much anger about this <laughs> um do you well i was gonna say do you think this should be stopped but i can tell that um it might be yeah. right this partly goes back to like my whole thing about like we should give kids like queer role models because a lot of like young queer people we will watch four seasons of a show because we have been informed that there may or may not be two women having a bit of like a a cuddle in the fourth season Uh, because they're committed like that but then you have I'm trying to think of like a good example of queer baiting, but I've kind of removed all of them from my, my lexicon because I hate it. Um, do you have an example of queer baiting? I'm trying to think of one now and I've completely forgotten, but it makes me very angry. Um, one could easily be, um, I'm not sure if Katy Perry's gay or not, but I kissed a girl and I liked it. I liked it. It's a bop though. Um, oh, it's such a bop. Oh my god. god, that song is high quality. It stands up. <laughs> That's the way of the future. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. But no, I think it says a lot about like the commitment of gay people to trying to find like icons and such in that we will watch four seasons of a show for one gay kiss. But also I think it can be really harmful to kind of well, it's not even harmful, it's just like yeah, people can be sexually fluid but also don't exploit the fact that gay like queer people are really loyal to like our culture by by making a character ambiguous so i think in a sense people like writers will often do that they'll go oh we know that like the queer people there's a lot it's quite a lot of them and they will come and watch it so they they exploit that and they'll put a character who's kind of are they aren't they when in reality, they're not. They're a bit flamboyant. And that's fine. You can be straight and flamboyant. No one's saying you can't. But there's like, they queer code characters and then ignore it. And that's also damaging because you're just going, ah, yes, gay people don't matter. You know what? I've never even realised that until recently. Because now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, wow, there has been those moments where, like, for example, <clears throat> um, Phoebe Bridges 
and I was watching her The End Is Near and it just now I'm thinking about it like I went on the comments and a lot of people were like oh I'm I'm here because the thumbnail was um a woman kissing a woman right and then I was just kind of like you know it's kind of like kind of realizing that you know for me I don't have to actively search for something like that to get representation of a heterosexual relationship in any media I can click on one and I'll if it's a romance I'll obviously know there might be a heterosexual well there is going to be a heterosexual couple in that well this is the thing it's um happiest season came out recently and I've still not seen it and I'm still mad at myself for it because I've been meaning to like watch it for ages and I've not gotten around to it but people a lot of people slammed it because they're like that's a really unhealthy relationship like between two women because she's like forced to go back in the closet and I'm like that's the entire point is that we've met like they made a hallmark christmas movie which are constantly like they're never healthy relationships like the way the characters are it's just that they're inherently flawed characters that are only there for a bit of romance but they did that with two women and that's what's almost so groundbreaking about it is like it's not made to be this like righteous christmas film about two women who have the perfect relationship it's literally a hallmark christmas film with two women like it's just the only difference is that it's two women and like of course there are a couple of like plot points that are therefore changed because of that like i mean if it's two straight people you don't have one of them going back in the closet that doesn't work but it's it's so groundbreaking because it's just it's gay but it's not doesn't have to be so it's like you know it's just kind of depicting is it uh, is it trying to like depict just kind of like um a relationship between yeah yeah women and just kind of like just a relationship just, just women ca- and it's just casual no thoughts just women yeah. <laughs> oh that's me that's me always um so what are some things that straight people need to stop doing or normalizing Well, this is the thing because I see a lot of people, especially like lesbians, who are like, "Oh yeah, straight girls need to stop holding hands." And like, no, you can keep, but don't, don't kiss your female best friend just because you want to try it, or don't, don't kiss a non-lesbian just because you want to try it, and and just lead her on. Don't do that. Do not lead the gays on. Uh, do not flirt with the gays just because you want to flirt with someone Um, because we will get attached and it will break us a little bit it's very sad Um, don't assume that everyone in a flannel is lesbian yeah do you know what I actually wanted to talk to you about this because now I'm thinking about it oh my gosh so many questions are bubbling through my mind when I just recognised it hit me (laughs) so like basically um for example, um, there'll be somebody in cuffed jeans and they'll be like, that's a person who's bisexual or gay. Or when somebody who listens to, I don't know, I find it like, I don't know, because I was kind of like wanting your opinion on this because I heard someone on Twitter say, like, isn't it sad that some people, instead of out frontly asking them if they're gay or not and things like that, like they have to say, oh, do you listen to Girl in Red or do you listen to Sweater Weather and things like that to kind of have a little code? Like, doesn't that show kind of hetero, like the heteronormative society kind of like 
overtaking it to the point where people have to keep their sexuality secret it was all very confusing to, it was confusing to me because i was like oh wow like i've never seen it in this perspective so i just want to get your intake on that like how do you feel about it to be fair i don't necessarily think i've ever seen it in that perspective but it, it makes it makes sense i i think it's in a way it's part of queer culture because um going back a couple like 30, 40 years, it was um, it was pretty common to ask gay men, like, are you a friend of Dorothy? Um, in reference to Wizard of Oz. Um, and that was how you identified uh, gay men. Uh, for lesbians, there was, there was thumb rings for a while, were a very classic symbol of, of uh, women loving women. Uh, something to do with lavender sprigs. I don't quite remember that one, but I know that like Are You a Friend of Dorothy was, and it still is in part due to like Julie Andrews being classic queer icon um, in Wizard of Oz. <coughs> Sorry, shouldn't cough on a podcast. Um, it's inherently part of our culture that we we don't necessarily overtly go, Yo, are you gay? But also because a lot of the time, like I know I've been asked like Are you gay? But I'll be asked it in the sense of like Are you a dyke? And it's not, it's not in a friendly way. It's not in like a hi, can I flirt with you way. It's a what's up, dyke kind of way. And it's it's almost asking in a sense of, oh, do you listen to Girl and Red? Is always safer because you're less likely to do that if you're just trying to target someone, are you? That's so interesting. Wow. So it's kind of like um, like um, a bit of a, a red flag if someone immediately says, oh, are you gay? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a red flag. And I don't necessarily even think I'd be more wary. I think it's just something inbuilt into our culture that we don't necessarily immediately go, go in that direction. I don't, I think if someone had already dropped several hints to me, I'd probably be comfortable going, do you, um, do you like girls? Um, but also, and this is just from a, a women loving women perspective, we tend to just flirt with people recklessly and hope that someone flirts back. And then even if they do, we don't necessarily go, oh, you like us. We just go, oh, she's being friendly. Like it's, it's ingrained so much, especially from a sense of like, straight people will look at lesbians and go they're friends they're sisters I, two, I remember that for and her best friend holding hands i remember that tweet there was a tweet where um there were these two women who were both in wedding dresses and they're obviously going to get married to each other and they were like oh imagine getting married with your best friend on the same day and i'm like i'm all straight people Who's gonna tell her? <laughs> it's just it's it's the automatic assumption that, that two women the fact that people's people the length the length straight people will go to to not see queer relationships in part is so funny. Like it, it's it's genuinely it makes me laugh. But also it does hurt. Like the fact that they they'd rather go, oh, two best friends. Like it's it's the whole pinnacle of that um, that vine two two bros sitting in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay whereas like I know that I would probably go That's two bros sitting in a hot tub 
that's gay. <laughs> and I mean, I know it's it's the way we're coded to look at it. Like I know that I look at two girls holding hands and I immediately go, lesbians. And it makes me very happy because I'm like two women holding hands in Scotland the other last year. Two women sitting in not last year. God, I forgot 2020 happened. 2019. <laughs> um, in a kayak, two women and their little dog in a kayak. And I was like, this is the best thing I've seen all week. Lesbians in a kayak. And it was fantastic. And it made me so happy because that's, you know, it's the simple things in life, seeing representation. That is so true. Just to kind of like see it kind of in real life and things like that. Um, wow, I'm learning so much. Wow. I'm trying to intake all the knowledge. Give me some. I feel really bad for you if you have to edit this at all because I I go on about 17 tangents every time I open my mouth no I actually love it because it's like there's some people who I interview and they just answer the question and then just don't say anything and I'm like you ain't got anything else to add ain't got a little more flavour huh you're just gonna leave it there not okay? gonna, I'm not gonna make it spicy mate <laughs> just not gonna add a bit of seasoning you know and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, moving on. I just tipped tea down myself. Oh, for everybody who's It's cold. She's having pepper tea right now. It's cold now, but I just tipped it down myself because I'm an idiot. You have cold tea. Well, it was hot when I started. <laughs> no excuse, Charlotte. No excuse. It's a big oh. mug. It cools down quickly. Ah, no excuse. You should put it in the microwave or something. <laughs> Winnie, I've been talking to you for like <laughs> 45 minutes. When was I going to go take it to the microwave? Hear me out. You could have just been like, interval with Charlotte Williams. <laughs> Interlude. I need to go microwave my tea. Yeah. I, I think people would hate me more for that. <laughs> you don't microwave your tea when it gets cold. Oh, no, I do. Oh, that's good. I, I do. I make, I, I regularly will make an entire cup of tea or coffee and forget I have made it. I do that because sometimes making tea is not about drinking it, it's about the company it provides. I just make it... No, I'm just stupid. (laughs) Oh my god. Sometimes I make it and I'm like, I I feel like, you know, one of those people in one of those like olden households making tea early in the morning and I'm like, this is my life now, just making tea. Oh, she's romanticising her life. No, I drink peppermint tea in journal because I'm that gay. Wow, we love to see it. <laughs> Mental well-being. Mental well For the win. Woo. Um, okay, another one that I wanted to ask is um, for the people who may be struggling to come out, um, could you provide the audience with some tips on how to be safe when doing so? Oh, God, I'm awful for this because... And it's, it's something I've been reflecting on recently is that I feel like I was robbed like a proper coming out in a sense because I don't remember most of it uh, because I was 13 it was quite quick and I, I never really sat down and was like mum, dad, I am a homosexual like it didn't happen like that but I think coming out is important because it's something a lot of people will never understand like the feeling of not being yourself and like there's still an inherent like I've I've become more comfortable being myself in all scenarios but I'm still often not expressively myself like I feel weird when I'm aware that teachers don't know like because it's such a big part of you 
especially when you're you're a baby gay. Like it's the fact that you <laughs> are. I'm sorry. What's baby a, gay. What's a baby gay? Oh, oh my god. They're like the cute little gays that have just realised that they're gay and they're so excited about it and they will try and fulfil every stereotype and they're just sweet little baby gays. <laughs> and I can say this because I've been out for like six years. <laughs> oh my god, I've never heard of that term. My baby gay phase involved about eight flannels and some hats that we don't talk about. Flannels? I wore hats and it's not a good it's not no is that like the we don't talk about the hats um at the in 2016 yeah wow oh my gosh I think with with the rise of like TikTok and like alt TikTok and lesbian TikTok it's probably not yeah I did succumb to the eyebrow slit so oh you have an eyebrow slit I do have an eyebrow slit it's gorgeous that looks anyway, so um, baby gays, it's very important to be yourself, and like I can't stress this enough. But also, what's more important is your physical safety. Are you safe? If it's not safe to come out, as much as it hurts, don't, because it's more important that you are safe and that you have somewhere to live um, until you can fend for yourself than it is to be open about that part of yourself. And it really sucks because you shouldn't have to suppress a part of yourself just because it makes other people uncomfortable. Like, that that's just, it's really shit to, to kind of know that there's a part of you that makes other, that other people expressively don't like just because it's, it's part of you. But if you're not safe, don't come out come out to the people that you know will support you and even if you can only have one person that you're out with having that one person will make all the difference because you will be able to be yourself with at least one person but if you're in like a household situation where it's it's not safe don't that is actually so cute i'm gonna cry don't <laughs> cry i'm not emotionally stable <gasps> enough for you to cry at me oh, that's that like somebody's like out there and they might be listening to this and be like oh i understand thank you my god <laughs> Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. You really don't cry, you're an eyeliner. <sighs> okay, okay. You are an eyeliner, it's very pretty, don't cry. Oh, thank you. Do you know what? I did it today and I was like, mm, this makeup today is not it. And then I was like... I'm wearing like the bare smidge of eyeliner. Like, it's, it's just there. There's like a tiny little wing. Oh, I see it. <laughs> I put effort in for this. Yes, we love to see it. Oh, Hey. Um. Yeah, that is. This is what you get when you put two chaotic Gen Zs True. into a pod. It's just a meeting. It's a lot of finger waving for all the people listening. In it, we're just like, um, do you know that TikTok was like, da da da. We're just doing that finger wave twenty four seven. That's all we do. Genuinely, I don't know. I find that so sad in the fact that like some people. I don't know, just can't be themselves um, and they have to do that for their own safety, like for even just having a roof over their head, being financially stable, basically having all the fundamental kind of basics in life can yeah. be snatched away from them because... I'm, yeah, 
I'm 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 aware that I'm privileged in a sense of like I've never had to not be out for my own personal safety. But also I I have known like the the not not talking for a couple of years, like my household was very much we don't talk about the elephant in the room, the elephant in the room being my rampant homosexuality. Um like we just it wasn't it wasn't mentioned and like even that was hard like they i used to find a certain freedom in like going away to like residentials for like um youth voice work that i did because i was me and like there was a certain like sadness almost in coming back to like the house where like there was a part of me that i just kind of locked away again and like i'm glad it's not like that now but there's still like a sense with especially with my mom where we just don't like I get excited about someone being gay and she's like, why is that a big deal? Like she's not homophobic and she, she keeps going like, well, my generation was never homophobic, but she just doesn't understand like how important it is to see that queer representation. Yeah, to be fair, um, I kind of get that in the sense that like my mum and my family come from a very traditional household. They all came from Zimbabwe where it was like illegal, it's illegal to be gay. And um, you know, when coming here, it's a cultural shock fair in a sense, where she's like seeing people yeah. who are, you know, women love women and things like that. But I don't know, for me, it's like if my mum can learn how to be accepting and kind and understanding in the facts where she's like, do whatever you want, as long as you're not hurting anyone, like, why should it be my issue or problem? Then I feel like, you know, people who are out there who are just blatantly not liking it and excusing their homophobia by masking it in you know don't want to point out names <coughs> christianity and religion um yeah it's not a really good thing because i feel like a person can be christian and be lgbtq affirming at the same time that's why i find it very yeah. very very um i find it so invalid when people are like oh i it's against my religion so i don't support it and I'm like, okay, your religion tells you that you can't do it, but it doesn't tell anybody else that they can't do it. So don't enforce well, yeah. anyone else. I think a lot of people, especially, well, I think a lot of people will probably like have or resonate with like, especially my experience of just, it's, it's not something you talk about. Just cause I think that's, in, that's almost more common than people being unsafe to come out. I think just because a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about sexuality, like it's still, it's not something, I think again, going back to the fact that I think it's inherently sexualized. Um, but also going off what you said about Christianity, a couple of fun little dispelling myths here. Um, the part in which it says men can't lie together, that's a mistranslation. It means don't be a paedophile, which I think is good life advice for anyone. Don't be a paedophile. Um, also, if you're gonna hardcore kind of quote the Bible at me, especially Leviticus, which is the one that people like to quote, which is the one where even if you're gonna interpret it as don't lie with men, like don't lie with your own gender, like if you're gonna interpret Leviticus like that, you should also interpret the fact that you, I believe, should only wear cotton or shouldn't wear cotton. There's like certain fabrics you can't wear. Uh, only fish on Fridays, no other meat. Uh, don't get tattoos. So realistically, if you're a tattooed man quoting Leviticus at me, I think I have a bit of a problem there. Um, but also, more formatively, I think a lot of Christianity is based on the idea of love and acceptance. 
Like there's like love love thy neighbour. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. And I'm not even Christian and I can tell you those things. And I can tell you that I believe in them. So if you're gonna like believe in in like the hating of gays, then you can't seriously also believe in the love thy neighbour. Like Literally. they're two things that you can't that don't don't go together. Conceptualize that absolutely perfectly, amazingly. Wow. Revolutionary. Um honestly I 110% agree with that because um I remember having a lot of debates with a lot of um people who I know who have been like, you know, let's talk about it to be fair, because now it's kind of I feel like what we need to do is do exactly what this podcast says, talk about it. Like let's talk about it. Um, we need to start whenever somebody says something that's homophobic or something weird just kind of like be like bro like that's that's homophobic I don't mess with it because I feel like a lot of people have these beliefs where they're like oh I'm all for like pro-LGBTQ however whenever their homophobic friends start spouting something they're like oh you know they're not mean to me they're a good person no you call that out you call that out just like if you can call out so many other things then you can call it out and like you know um i don't know like i feel like a lot of people are starting to call it out especially with the rise of the black lives matter movement a lot of people are starting to see a lot of you know in, like discrimination and homophobia and transphobia i think within everything i think the black lives matter movement, give me a second i need to cough <coughs> i've got like a permanent slightly fucked off throat um <laughs> I think with the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement especially, I think people are starting to see the importance of not just being not homophobic or not racist, that you have to be actively anti-racist, anti-homophobic, anti-xenophobic. Like, you can't just... It's being an observer is just as bad as being a perpetrator in some senses. Like, um, I'm also part of... I'm part of the LGBT community, but I'm also part of the, the disabled community. And I know there's a lot of talk at the moment with uh, Sia's um, movie, music, about how um, ableist it is and how kind of a lot of the stuff she said is incredibly ableist around it. And even just the use of like, the word um, retarded, I think a lot of people still use it as a joke um, in the same way they use um, like racial slurs just as jokes and like dyke and fag as jokes um, and I think people need to start actively calling those out because just because I can use dyke and faggot because I've, I'm part of that community, we've reclaimed it and I know that uh, you as a black woman could use racial slurs if you so please and if it, if it, if it felt right to you like because we're part of those communities but then and like I can call myself a cripple because I'm a bit of a cripple. But I forgot where I was going with this, but basically, call it out because it's a bit shit. Exactly, just call it out. Like but also, um, I wouldn't use like I know a lot of people have like issues with like queer as a because it used to be a slur, but we've reclaimed it. Like I personally don't use fag because I'm uncomfortable with it. Um, but I would use dyke because I am. It, it is what it says on the tin. But I don't know how you feel about, you know. <laughs> for me, um, I don't know. For me, 
we I think we need to go through this process of a lot of people saying a lot of wrong things, correcting them on it and seeing how it goes in the sense where like I've seen a lot of people use the word like the D word for the LGBTQ for gay women, right? Yeah. And a lot of people think, oh, like that's not a slur. But then the moment you tell them that's a slur, they're like, oh right. And then they don't use it again. I think it's that yeah. sense of a lot of people learning about it, but if, for example, you've learned about it and you know it and you've acknowledged the fact that it's wrong and you still actively use it, that's when we have a problem. Um, but if you use it, but then you think that it's a normal word, A, it definitely does highlight how a lot of these slurs have been normalised in society and to the point where it's like, oh, it's normal, when it shouldn't be a normal thing to say to anyone or about anything. And... Um, B, we just need a lot more education on it. I feel like it's nobody's um, role to educate anyone on anything, especially like I've realised that like, you know, if you want to learn more about it and you've heard that it's offensive and that person's like, I'm not going to teach you anything, I'm not your teacher, then there's a thing called Google. Like, do you know what I mean? There's like a lot of things where you can go on, where you can research and you can see, oh, right, so this is what people were talking about. I'll make sure not to use it again because it's basic human decency. I I think think education is is such a, sorry, it's such a big part of all of this. And especially just like you said about it, it's not your job if I had, God forbid, if I had questions about like Zimbabwe or something, it wouldn't be your job to educate me on it. Just like it's not my job to educate someone on my disability or on my sexuality. Like it's, if you have, it's your job, like not you as in Winnie, like you as the listener, it's your job. If you have something that you have questions on, sure, you can ask, but if they're not, it's not your right for them to answer you. Like, they don't have to give you an answer. Someone could be like, why Why do you have, like, a wrist brace on to me? And I don't have to give them an answer. Exactly. But you could Google and be like, why might she have a wrist brace on? I highly think you're going to... I doubt you're going to find connected tissue disorders on there, but you can do it. <laughs> and it's like... I feel like it's just now starting to... A lot of people from a lot of minorities, sexual, racial backgrounds, just trying to reclaim that and be like, you know, I don't have to explain myself to you. Like, um, I don't know, I remember, um, like, how can I explain it? So basically, a lot of, do you know the Kanye West and the Jeffree Star situation? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, but like, them two apparently having a little affair or something. Yeah, that's about as much as I know of it, but yeah. Um, there was this conversation about okay, but if Kanye was actually with Jeffrey Star and was gay, then why are we outing him on it? In this sense, where it's exactly. like forced outing. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's become really normalised in the UK recently, where people just say it and without the other person's consent, and it's like, you know, that's not that's not very cool, is it? Um, it should be someone else's choice to tell someone else when they're comfortable. I just find it really, it never sat right with me. Um, never really sat right with me. I was just sat there like, oh, it's like, you know, I don't know, if somebody wants to keep something and wants to hide something, then it's like, bro, can we just like chill out and let us hide something yeah. before it's I'm not, like, comfortable? It's not your job to like, to 
to out someone in that way and it's it you don't know if that could be harmful to the person like you don't know necessarily like the intricacies of their situation and I think a lot of the time it's become not more prevalent but I have heard it being done and people have outed people as like a form of revenge like I showed in I was in year eight um so I was about 14 um and I showed uh, my friend's YouTube channel to the form which admittedly bad move but it was very very funny um and he told my form tutor that I was bisexual which is like I was fine with it and like, I think also at the time I wasn't necessarily aware quite how wrong it was but then also people have like yelled at my brother that I'm a lesbian and like that's not appropriate and again he thought that they meant like Lebanese and he was like no she's English we can't <laughs> all be that lucky I thought you were American <laughs> well yeah and it's I'm like grateful in the sense that clearly neither of my brothers have internalised that because I've had a gay flag on my wall for five years and my brother only realised last summer that I wasn't just intensely supportive. Which is hilarious because the amount of jokes I've made about Anna Kendrick. Who's Anna Kendrick? Winnie. Sorry, I'm uncultured. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, the woman of... Oh my god, I love that woman so much. Wait, let's see, what's her name? Anna Kendrick. Have you ever seen Pitch Perfect? Because, by the way, if you haven't seen Pitch Perfect, it's my emotional support film. Yeah! Oh my gosh, that's Anna Kendrick. That's crazy. Yeah. She's She's really short. She is also very, very short. Five foot two. I'm five nine, so. Really? Wow. I'm acting like I haven't seen you in person before. Like, oh my god. Yeah, we spent a whole day together, so calm yourself, Winnie. (laughs) <laughs> when I almost tried to climb into the mirrors of the deep. That was crazy. It was down to cold today. That really was. I was like, I felt like I, I was think like, it was really just a precursor to the level of chaotic that we reach. Honestly, I was like, I like I went back home and I was like, what was what was I on? Because I was like lying there and I was like, why was that so crazy then? You were you sang the theme song for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air whilst we were in a room about uh, generators. <laughs> really? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> With me, Charlotte, Harry, and you, and you were singing the bloody Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme tune. Oh, it's a right weird day. Hey, do you remember when your auntie, uncle, and Pele? I whistle for a card. I want to send this. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love. I don't know what I was on back then, but do you know what? Amazing, love it. You know, last January was a whole other. <laughs> It was a whole different ball game. It really was. I can't believe it was last January as well, you know. That was pre-COVID. That's crazy. That's mad. Oh. Oh. Right, so Anna Kendrick. What am I supposed to know about Anna Kendrick? Pitch perfect. Yeah. When I'm gone. When I'm gone. When I'm gone. Yeah, when I'm gone. Song. Wow, she's got 17.1 million followers on Instagram. Goodness me. Yes, oh, 17. 17.1. I was lying. <laughs> I missed the top. <laughs> I missed the top. Um, right, back to topic. Sorry, guys, we did a mini diversion of Anna Kendrick. Um, Which, by the way, is, is not like a bad use of time anyway. So. No, not a bad use of time. Very productive, actually. Um, 
Wow, it's just the woman of my dreams. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop now. Like, basically, um, I don't know. I just find it so weird that like a lot of homophobia has been normalised. Like, I didn't used to realise it until like recently. Like, I remember when um, when I was walking to Tesco's um while I was in my school college, and when I went there, I was like yeah just getting some three pound meal deal and then i heard someone say the f word and i was like "Ah." but then i looked at them and then they were like looking at someone like a like a person like a guy and i was like that's not very nice is it like i remember when um on one of these confessions i won't say which one because it has my college name in it has like one where it was like um yeah i'm homophobic and what like somebody put that as a little confession on there saying yeah I'm homophobic and what about it and when there was this guy who was afraid of coming into school wearing a skirt and things like that where it's like you know it's because of people like that who were so afraid that many of these things are still prevalent to the point where it puts a lot of damage on mental health and things like that and like you know, I started to realise like one common thing is that for me, whenever I go through like an experience that's racist or anything, um, for a week I'll deep it and I'll be like, oh damn, like that actually happened. And then three seconds later I'll be making jokes. Like I'll be like making jokes about like da 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 and being like blatantly racist towards myself in a sense. Um I think it's I think a big problem and it's it's like you said is that there's there's like a, a, we've normalized just this like apathy towards other people like in society where we kind of normalize this thing of just it doesn't matter about other people and we don't we don't try and understand their perspective or we don't we don't try and understand what other people go through and it's it's created like like you were talking about um guy who was afraid to come wearing a skirt which by the way men in skirts high quality yeah like i have a lot of respect for a man in a skirt same Um, honestly i feel like um femboy fridays really started to um a it's one of my favorite days but b like it's um definitely tried to deconstruct this thing about men not being able to dress the way they want and kind of deconstructing clothes with gender like well that's what i was kind of kind of coming to is it's this whole like we've created like toxic masculinity hasn't always been there like we've created it through this like apathy towards what other people go through and this assumption that um that queer people will uh get rid of masculinity like i saw something by a turf recently that was like lesbians are going extinct because they're becoming trans people which just Make because um because of uh, Elliot Page coming out, which by the way I have so much respect for someone in that position Same. to have to kind of go through that and especially knowing the scrutiny that they could face, like good on him. Um, but they were talking about Elliot Page coming out and they were saying that because Elliot Page previously identified as a lesbian, that we're like losing all these lesbians because they're realizing that they're men and like something to do with like the the getting rid of toxic masculinity is basically creating more feminine men and making lesbians think that just because they're butch they actually want to be men 
but that's that whole thing of we're just we're we're acting like masculinity is something that is this whole stoic big men in muscle tees when in reality i think some of the most masculine people like harry styles who so freely accepts that he is a man and nothing's going to change that like that's masculinity to me that's like the idea of someone who can like stick on a dress and still like exude that like not that confidence in himself i think that's something that i'm i'm really happy that we're bringing back but i also think has a long way to go to kind of deconstruct the whole toxic masculinity that i think a lot of us grew up with because it's so damaging to like men's mental health especially 110 percent. like um for example like i remember when um candace owens she came out and she was like bring back manly men da, 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 that whole thing oh oh my gosh what a wreck but um she said that and for me i find that so contradictory in the fact that candace owens herself wear suits Candace Owen has worn suits multiple times during political um coming political gatherings she's worn suits she's worn blazers she's worn things that are quote-unquote traditionally masculine I I am a feminist like I'm I'm a feminist and I truly believe that you cannot fight for women's equality and women's like letting women I'm gonna say this and I hate it, I hate it. Like let women like come out of the kitchen. Like you can't fight for that shit without also fighting for men's abilities to be whoever the hell they want. Exactly. Like I think there's there's become this notion that by empowering women you have to disempower men and that's not right. Like I think a lot of and I know a lot of people think that feminism is this whole like but we hate men, like kill all men. And like I understand kill all men in a sense because like yes men are the perpetrators of a lot of our nightmares um but i also think that we've created that culture we have kind of fostered that culture of men who hate women because we've taken away they they perceive that we've taken away their ability to be whoever they want and i think just let just let people do what they want to do if they're not hurting anyone let a man wear a dress let a woman wear a suit is it any of your business no Exactly, like we need to. Who spe- made you the fashion police? Honestly, and the thing is that it comes from people who wear like the most basic stuff. Like, don't give anybody fashion advice when you don't even know how to dress yourself. Don't. Yeah, the man in a white wife beater cannot tell me to like put on some clothes. In it, like, shut. Who are you? Why don't you wear something other than Nike, Adidas, mate? Take your own fashion advice, mate. Yeah, like get off my back if you're telling me to put on a dress you should put on a dress see how comfortable it is let's be twins yeah like twinning is winning honestly like um for me it's so weird because we definitely just need to start deconstructing this whole thing about setting things equating to sexuality or gender or anything because um i literally remember when I don't know, like, there was a story where one of my family members wanted to get earrings and then so and then somebody else in the family member. I'm not going to out any of my family members or be rude to any of them, but I remember when one of my family members wanted earrings and another one was like, oh, no, you can't do that because that will equate to them being gay. 
who who on God's green one said that a few lumps of metal equates to a sexual orientation you know and it's kind of like this thing where I, I feel like and I don't want to point hands but TikTok has definitely accentuated this in this sense where yeah like wearing cuff jeans um septum piercings um dressing alt um immediately a lot of people think that they are sexually ambiguous or they're not straight or that they're gay and it's like who if it does not come out of someone's mouth saying that they're gay then do not make any assumptions whatsoever yeah it's that whole thing though in which we're trying to preach like don't assume people are straight but then we'll, i mean it's the key message is a bring back fluidity because people can like nothing is set in stone um but also like just don't assume things of people like and it's it's going to take a long time to deconstruct and i do think tiktok's like half of the way there in that we're letting people dress however they want like femboy friday yeah but also and i mean that's that's definitely helping to kind of deconstruct the whole men wearing skirts definitely gay kind of thing and i think it's also bringing a lot it's letting a lot of people see like queer people in the light they they not they might not have before but i also do agree with you in a sense like it's it's kind of the whole cuffing jeans being a bisexual stereotype i do cuff my jeans but we're not going to talk about that <laughs> like and, some stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason <laughs> and like it's so weird because it's like you know tiktok is such a double-edged sword do you know what i mean like the times on TikTok were like the best and worst times of my life, and I don't even know how to count it out. Do you know what I mean? That's I've another. I deleted TikTok. I haven't had it for like eight months because it's it's not good for my mental health. But I let other people send me them, and I watch lesbian TikTok compilations on YouTube, and that's okay. Yeah, Consume like you TikTok in the way that is most healthy for you. Exactly. Like for me, I deleted TikTok last August um, because. The for you page for me, um, a it's endless, so you're supposed to, you're bound to come into something that just makes your mood plummet. Um, and B, it's just the algorithm. Sometimes just I don't know. It made me feel very insecure at one point where I was like, oh damn, like, uh, like I never even knew hip dips were a thing to be insecure of, or being inverted was a thing to be insecure of before tiktok like literally none of those things bothered me until someone on tiktok said see yourself inverted and point out all the bad things about yourself do you know what i mean yeah mine um somehow managed to i have obsessive compulsive disorder um, and mine somehow managed to figure out all of my triggers and stick them on my for you page which wasn't the the most enjoyable enjoyable time um so yeah we're not friends anymore um but i watch a lot of tiktok compilations on youtube where i know that like my triggers are very specific so i know that if i watch a lesbian tiktok compilation i'm not going to come across it <laughs> thank god yeah that's really that's really weird that tiktok does that like sometimes it susses you out and then it just like goes completely against you because it, it's it like not- are you depressed and gay and i was like i'm gay i'm not depressed but thank you for sparking my OCD. Love that. 
like for me it's like I'll go on it and sometimes there'll be like nice anime stuff because I like watching anime and then sometimes it'll be like just this one TikTok where it's like this girl who has an hourglass figure saying oh my gosh I'm so fat and I'm like ah ah TikTok is like the fuel for body dysmorphia Jesus honestly and like like for me I was like do you know what I don't want to deal with this I don't want anything to come out of this so I just deleted it like so and you quick. shouldn't because you are hot oh stop I don't know ah. honestly thank you oh my gosh you're nice welcome <laughs> I quite enjoy telling people that they're, they're attractive because hey everyone is everyone is attractive That's but true. also people don't hear it enough like I enjoy telling boys they're beautiful because like their reactions are just so soft <laughs> Are just like what and i'm like no you're allowed to be beautiful i like, like it's um, okay i like saying to some guys it'd be like i like complimenting them i mean like oh i really like your hat today and they'll be like, like you like I the hat and i'm like yeah. and then they'll like wear it the next day and i'll be like yeah <laughs> like your hat today go yeah. on exactly i love it because it's just like hey my slight problem is that I love I, I love complimenting people, but I also inadvertently flirt with everyone, and then people get crushed on me, and I don't know how to deal with it. But that's a whole different thing. But just I like complimenting people. You just we, we've gotten so cold to each other. Just like smile at all the people in the street, because it will make you happier. Smile at old people. Have conversations with them if they stop you. Like just just be nice to people. It really makes your life better. Honestly. Nothing bad has ever come from complimenting someone, except inadvertently them getting a crush on you and then having to reject them. But... Oh, that's so, that must be so awkward. Oh, I really like my it. whole situation with men. Honestly, compliment oh. guys. Guys think that you are flirting with them when you're not. You're just complimenting them and being nice. Genuinely, a lot of men. Yeah, a lot of guys do like think that every. I have met some guys who genuinely just take a compliment, but I've seen some guys where they'll just like, they'll say like you'll say one nice thing about them, and then you'll th- they'll think that like you want them or something like that. When it's like, I'm literally just trying to be a nice person. Like, not everything that I do should be taken inherently sexually. Do you know what I mean? There is a part of me that like maintains the just. Just, just telling people I'm a lesbian because it's easier in a sense of like if guys think I'm a lesbian yeah they'll like say some creepy shit to me because they're like would you have sex with me and another woman I'm like no um, you know but what? also it's it's better for me because it means that I can talk to guys without guys immediately assuming that I'm trying to hit on them which is it's sad that that's that has to happen Isn't it? but... it's sad that that's the limit like by the way, I'm a lesbian. Okay, now I know for definite, for sure. I've rejected. That's how I've rejected several guys. Really? It's just like, bro. Yeah, sorry, I'm gay. <laughs> when, like, in reality, like, and by the way, I'm all for using labels how you see fit. Like, labels do not gate, don't try and gatekeep sexualities. Labels can mean whatever you want them to mean. Like, personally, I'm comfortable with the phrase lesbian, even though it's not technically accurate. That was a little side note, sorry. What's the debate? Well, because there's a lot of gatekeeping currently going on, and I think it's partly like a lot of TikTok and stuff was kind of accentuated it, where people, you can't let people like, oh, you can't be a lesbian if you would 
kiss a guy or that kind of thing like people are trying to gatekeep sexualities and especially with lesbianism as there's such a stigma against bisexuals um just because lesbians think they're elite because they don't want to snog a man even though half the jokes with um with bisexuals is like you like women and they're like yeah and like you like men unfortunately (laughs) um but yeah there's just a lot of kind of gatekeeping that goes on in the lgbt community and it's really shitty and it's similar there's a lot of biphobia which is equally fucking shitty but i think you should just like don't feel pressured to label yourself in any sense but also if you find one that feels comfortable to you doesn't matter if it's like like, I can call myself gay even though people are like you're not a man who likes men and I'm like yes but gay is an umbrella term like you just pick the one you feel comfortable with or don't pick one at all amazing everybody you heard that you heard that right here right here in let's talk about it LTAI um okay last question and then we'll finish this up we've been talking for so long we have so the last question I have is um very simple what can we do to be the perfect ally I think being an ally is just ally ally not ally oh my god ally ally is um is like a a, it's something you walk through Austin Um, and (laughs) ally oh (laughs) no I think you can be like a perfect ally by just just like accept be nice to people just accept them be nice to them like be nice to people and accept people right just that's it just be nice be a nice person just be nice and it's so sad that like that's just literally just it and people are still struggling to find that difficult just be nice that's it guys all right well oh my gosh thank you so much (laughs) 